This is Gemara Niyavamis Adaf Lamede Dalid. All the learning should bring an incredible schoshedach for Yisrael Chaim and Tavario Tamar Sipar Bas Peril Rachel Shomel Bizava Oyvah Vitali Shem Ben Chaya Blumi Yudas Bas Asima Malka as well as an incredible schos for Shleima Shmuel Yisman Yerfeder Shmuel Mantila Naftali Zimun Cholester Chama Bas Riva Sar Bluma Bas Mindo Chaim Moshe Yeshua Ben Malka B'Shavavega Bas Shira Chana B'Seich Shar Chayli Yisrael. We're holding on the very top of Lamede Dalid Amid Aleph. The top line in which the Gemara asks, Uman Hai Tana. Who is this Tana? The Tana of our Mishnah, the Islay, who holds Isser Koilel, Isser Moisif, Isser Basachas. It comes out of our Mishnah based on the price of Rav Chiyam, which we taught yesterday, that you could have all these Isurim adding up together. We'll actually give ourselves back into the thick of things by looking at this picture in which you see very clearly the case that we're discussing is that Reuben and Shimon each do Kedushin marry respectively Rachel and Leah. But then at the Knisasam L'Chopah as the Mishnah taught us what happens Reuben by accident as we saw Hichlifu it was a Tayus it was a mistake what happens Reuben marries Leah and Shimon marries Rachel. And the Mishnah taught us that there are four potentially Surah and yesterday in the Brisa, Rav Chia said, you could end up with 16 chatoyas if you do all the math together. So I asked the Gemara, who is this Tana that holds that all these Yisurim add one on the next, on the next, on the next, and you could end up with such a case. And of course, after we learned Daflam Gimel and Daflam Bees, and we dealt extensively with Isr Chalal Isr, is it true? Can one Isr be on the next. Perhaps it's only by an Isser Maisif where it's more extensive. Perhaps it's only by an Isser Koilel where it's more inclusive. Perhaps it's only by an Isser Bavazachas when they come simultaneously. But now we're seeing in our Mishnah that all of them could work in tandem. So ask the Gemara, who is this Tana that holds that they all go together and explains the Gemara Am Rav Yudam Rav? Rabbi Meiri, the Tanya, as we learned in a Bryce, Yesh Oichel Achila Achas, this is a Bryce which we've seen already in the Gemara and Shabbos. There are those who eat one eating, Vachayvla Arba, Chatois, you get four Chatas from one thing you eat, Vachasham Echad, and one Karbanasham. What is the case? We have a Tame, the person is Tame, Shachal Chilev, in which he ate. A forbidden fats, that's the chilev, vunoisar mina muktashim, and it's leftovers from a carbon, biyoimakipurim, and it was yon kipper. And Ramir Oimer, and Ramir adds on, there could be an additional Isser, Moisa Shabbos, if it was Shabbos, and he carried it out with his mouth before he swallowed it, Chayiv, then there's going to be a fifth Isser, a fifth Chatos, and Amrullah, they said to Ramir, that is a different Isser. So says the Gemara, what we see is that according to Ramir, all these Isurim, can add up together. But says the Gemara, who is Rameir going within? Rameir Aliba Deman. Who is Rameir explaining Yeshita in? Aliba de Rav Yeshua. Hamar Tabit Var Mitzvah Potter. 
if it's going within the sheet of Rabbi Yeshua, then when you make a mistake, when you think you're doing a mitzvah, then you are potter. What exactly is going on over here? So let's first talk about our case, then we'll talk about the case of Rabbi Yeshua. And actually, let's, let's pull up a picture. It's always better to do this together with a picture. Here you have explaining how you have all the different Yisurim. Let's just speak this out for one moment. That when Ruvain marries Rachel, what does Rachel become? Rachel becomes an Ashes Ish. She's a married woman, number one. Number two, Rachel becomes an Ashes Ach. Now she has a sister. She has a sister, Leah. So what is now Ruvain's relationship with Leah going to be? Which of course is what we need because Ruvain by accident marries Leah. So we're going to see that Leah is going to be Ashes Ach. What happens when Shimon subsequently marries Leah, well, not subsequently, it was all at the same time, then we have that they're Achais Isha, that they're sisters of their wives, and as well, she is Anida. So when you put it all together, that's Yisr Kuil, Yisr Maisif, and Yisr Bavas Achas. So says the Gemara, this is how we're going to have the six Yisurim, according to Rameyer, you can have number one, you have Chilev. Chilev is an additional Isr. Why? Because Chilev is something which originally is only when an animal, a regular animal, nothing to do with a carbon, you have a regular animal, there are parts of the animal you're allowed to eat, the parts of the animal you're not allowed to eat. So the parts of the animal you're not allowed to eat is chilev, the forbidden fats, but that is only an iser achila. There's no iser Hanaf from it. But then when it becomes Muktashim, when it becomes a carbon, what happens now? Now there's an Iser Hanaf. Then when you leave over that carbon, then there becomes Noiser. What's the additional Iser? And of course, we keep on having to add on Isurim in order to make it an Iser Maisev. Iser Maisev means that there's more Isurim. Noiser means it's going to be Aser to the Mizbeach. Then when the person himself becomes Tameh, that's where it's an Iser Kailel. Why is it an Iser Kailel? Because he himself Himself has now more Yisurim. He himself not only cannot eat this item, he can't eat any Kachim. Then number five, it becomes Yom Kippur, another Iser Kailo. Why? Because now he can't eat anything. And then finally, the Iser Bevas Achas is that it's Shabbos, and at the moment that he carries the item, he is doing an Iser. So that's how you have the Iser Maisif into the Iser Kailal, into the Iser Bevas Achas. That is going to be Shitas Rameer, that could be the Mishnah. But Asks the Gemara one second, and I'm sorry I couldn't re- couldn't resist this beautiful picture of this cute little baby over here. Ask the Gemara when it's told bidvar mitzvah, bidvar mitzvah, right? Because in our case, what's going on? He thinks he's getting married. He thinks he's doing a mitzvah. So when it's told bidvar mitzvah, who is who are we going to hold? Like says the Gemara, what's the case? The case is that we have a baby to do a milah, and one baby has a milah on Sunday, one baby's bris on Shabbos, and you mix it up. So this is told Mitzvah. Now you made a mistake, and did you end up doing a mitzvah? Says the Gemara, no, mitzvah. You didn't do a mitzvah. Why not? Because you took a baby that they ate with Sunday and you did his milah on Shabbos on day seven. That's not a mitzvah at all. So Relezer says, you're Machayim Chatas. And Rav Yeshua says, you are potter. Now let's let the Gemara explain. Says the Gemara, Eli, but Rav Yeshua, mitzvah potter. And therefore, that can't be our case. It must be that we're going within the sheet of Rebelezer. And that's going to be, you're going to be Chayiv. And that's going to be our Mishnah, that even though you think you're doing a mitzvah, you think you're getting married, but at the end of the day, 
it's still going to be a chiyuv. Ibai say my second answer. Loyim al libud Rabbi Yeshua. We're going within Rabbi Yeshua, who normally holds tabed var mitzvah potter. Kikam Rabbi Yeshua tabed var mitzvah potter. Zanimili gabi tinoikes tizmano ibahol. It's a special dispensation, says Rabbi Yeshua, when it's a time when it's rushed that you don't, you know, you could lose your brain. Then Rabbi Yeshua says tabed var mitzvah is potter. Avul haibun arkeis kivadins mano ibahol. What's the behilus? What's the rush? What's the pandemonium. You're just getting married. You should have known who you're marrying. Loy, therefore, would not apply. Says the Gemara, is this true of our Truma There's a case of Truma, which we'll see in a moment, that one who doesn't have air backs and needs Truma. And we're going to all that stop with our mitzvah, they're going to be potter. The Tanami learned in the Mishnah, we know that you've been Gusha and Chalutza, they notify him. You're apostle. You're the son of a Gusha Chalutza, Rabbi Lezer Machayb Karen Vachaymesh. Rabbi Yeshua potter. We see that Rabbi Yeshua says you're potter because you think you're doing a mitzvah. Even though there's no behilos, there's no rush over there. Explains the Gemara, Itmar Allah, we explained on that, Amr Abibi Barabayach, Bechuma Be'arev Pesach, Askinon. We have Pesach around the corner, we can understand this. People already in the frenzy of things. On Erev Bezach, things are flying. There's Manoi Ball, and that's the case. That's when Rabbi Lazar Shua said, excuse me, you're a potter. Not in a regular case. Only on Erev Bezach. Now we're going back. Now we're going back to another way of explaining the Mishnah. So the first way of explaining the Mishnah is we're going within the Shita of Rav Meir, and that's how we're going to have this Erkelo, this Ermaisif, this Ermavas Achas. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you another way of explaining the Mishnah. The way of explaining the Mishnah is that it's an Iser Bivas Achas, which of course, if you're thinking, is going to be wild, because we have these 16 Chatois, these four different Yisurim, and somehow they all have to convert at one moment. How in the world is that possible? Explains the Gemara. I could get all of them. That the guys make a shliach to get married for them and the girls make a shliach to get married for them. And what happens? And one shliach meets the other shliach and affects the kidnisuin and does the chuppah and does the marriage. So that I can understand that if she was a, now, what happens? She's a married woman, she's an ishazach, she's an achais isha, all at the same moment. But says the Gavara, one second. How can it be that they all become a nido? Boom, at exactly the same moment. We have two women and two husband over here. How could they assert need to happen at the same moment. I understand all the other Yisurin could happen if we have the same shliach of two guys and the same shliach of two girls affecting one marriage. That I understand. So then three Yisurim in one fell sloop because it's two brothers and two sisters. You can have But how could you have this need also at that moment? A fascinating case. We have to have a case where they and the boys and the girls were twins. And therefore their birthdays were on the same day. And they and the two of them all became of age at exactly the same moment, of course. They become 12 and they become 13. The brothers are a year older. So and the case is that she is bleeding from when? She is seeing her period, her needles from before she is the marriage till right afterwards. Says the Gemara, 
And therefore, they're going to be chayv. And then, it's their 12th birthday in which she is seeing her needs So the case that it happens to be is because it's on the birthday in which she's seeing the nida and only, it only is a status, of course, of being done nida once she is of age, once she is a gedayla, which happens when she becomes 12 and he becomes 13. And that's going to be the case in which you can even have so two potential answers how we can answer up the Mishnah that either we're going to answer that the Mishnah is referring to the Shita of Rav Meir, and we learned that Rav Meir is going to hold, you could have Isar Kailil, Isar Maisev, Isar Vasachas, or we're going within the Shita of Rav Shimon, and it's all going to be Vasachas. How in the world can we have all these Isurim Vasachas? In the case of Shlichos, Reuben and Shimon, the brothers, Rachel and Leah, the sisters, they each make a Shliach to consummate the marriage, to effect the Knisas on the Chopah, the Nisuin, and it happens right on both of their 12th and 13th birthdays. Respectively, says the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom. What did the Mishnah teach us again back in our case, in which unfortunately they married the wrong woman? And therefore, now we have a big problem. So, says the Gemara, what do you do? You have to separate from your husband for three months in order to ensure that no one is having a child from the wrong wife. Asks the Gemara, says the Gemara, one second, what happened in the Mishnah? They did Chopah, they were together one time, and then they said the Mishnah, you have to now wait three months to ensure then none of them are married. But ask the Gemara, I don't understand. The Klal is, says the Gemara, we're going to learn a lot about this right now, that a woman does not become pregnant from the first act of intercourse. Says No, the case is that they were together two times, and therefore on the second time, that is where the potential child could have come from. Ask the Gemara, Gemara, as we keep on explaining that according to Rav Chia, sorry about that, little air conditioning. That according to Rav Chia, you could have a case of sixteen chatois tlos in avon. It's not sixteen; it should be thirty-two because each act of intercourse is meisatashmish is a separate iser, is a separate avera. So if you have the four times the four, and now each one's going to be twice, is that sixteen averos? It's 32. Says Gemar back, one second, according to your reasoning, there's a big machlaikas when one unfortunately would have an iser. Tashmish, what is the Avera? Is it the entire Maisa Tashmish, the entire act of intercourse is one Avera? Or no, says Rabbi each act of Disha, each Kayach, which the man goes into the woman, each time is a separate Avera. So says the Gemara, according to Rabbi they could, when they're together, on that first night, there could be multiple times, multiple dishes, multiple thrustings, and therefore says the Gemara should be so many more isurim. So what are you going to answer me according to Rabbi So what's the answer? The answer is no, we're only listing of the first time. That's what the Mishnah means. So too over here we're going to explain that we're only discussing the first Maisa Tashmish. And that is how the Gemara is going to explain 
And even though it's true, says the Gemara, that a woman doesn't come pregnant the first time they're together, but the answer here is that they were together more than once on that first night. Amr le Ravler Amnachlin says, Ravler Amnachlin, as we turn over to Lamidalid Amid base, says, Ravler Amnachlin, one second, you just told me a rule. What was the rule that a woman cannot become pregnant from the first act of? Intercourse. Ask the Gemara about Tamabir Rishani Yavra. What's going on over here? Tamar, as Rashi points out, was together with Yehuda. And what happened? They were together one time, and Tamar became pregnant. So we see the rule's not true. Amar Leh explains the Gemara, Tamar Be'etzva Ma'acha. Tamar took out her besulim, took out her hymen with her finger, before the Maisatashmish, and therefore that one act of intercourse could actually yield a child. So the reason why the Birishan doesn't create a child is only if she is a besula, only if that act of intercourse has to take out the damn besulim, but if not, if she removed it on her own, or let's say a case, if it was removed any other way, then there could be a child from the act of intercourse. Explains the Gemara, Tamar, Shimon, said Rav Yitzchak, all the brides, all the kalos of the family of the Rebbe, who they would go and they would purposely take out their hymens, take out the dam besul and take out before they got married, we called them Tamar. Valamanik or Shimon Tamar. Why are they called Tamar? Al Shein Tamar Shemacha Be'etzba. Now, by the way, the Gemara is not necessarily saying, not necessarily saying that, um, that this is the normal or right thing to do. The Rishayimir explained that they did it because uh, these people of Yeshiva of Beis Rabbi, they would send their husbands away to learn right away, and therefore they wanted to make sure that the first act of Tashvish could yield a child. It's a large machlaikas lahalacha. If one, and, and therefore, Rashi here points out, let's just look at the Rashi, three lines into the white lines, Hamashir is Bisulein, that's the same Tamar Shaman, that they did it like the Tamar, that they did it in order to have a child. And again, it's a big machlaikis alacha, just to point out parenthetically, whether one is, is, of course, if there's a medical issue, is a different reason, but let's say just, cause they don't want to have the dam, they don't want to have the blood, if one is allowed to just remove the blood, the Pashtas is for no reason, it is not allowed. Obviously here is a large Says the Gemara one second. Says the Gemara one second. You just told me that Tamar was together with Yehuda, and the first act of Tashmish yielded a child. What happened with Ervainan? Ervainan were together with Tamar before she was with Yehuda. Says the Gemara, and therefore wasn't Tamar's first act of Tashmish with Yehuda. She was together prior with Ervainan. Explains the Gemara, Ervainan Shimshushlaikidarkan. Yes, Ervainan were together with Tamar. However, they did not have a normal act of Tashmish. They had a Shalaikidarkan. At it from the back, and if it has nothing to do with her ability to have children or not, ask the Gemara Meisvei Kolesim Arba Chadosh for twenty-four months that a woman Rashi points out is nursing a child, and this goes back Bismana Gemara that we learned, we saw this already. I don't know if we saw this already. This goes back Bismana Gemara. We did see this already. This goes back to Zanah Gemara, in which they assumed that it was very dangerous for someone to become pregnant while they were nursing a child to wean the baby. So says the Gemara for the 24 months, what would the husband and wife do? They don't want her to become pregnant again, because then she would not be able to nurse the previous baby. Says the Gemara, What would her husband do? He would dash be with them. He would have a regular maisa dashish thresh on the inside. The Zaira literally means winnowing, which means that's where he would, um, that's where he would put, leave his 
sperm outside of the woman. Why, says Rashi, because he didn't want her to become pregnant, because it was a Sakonis Nefashis, which this is a big raya, that obviously in case of Sakonis Nefashis, of course, mother, to use different types of uh, birth control, etc. But here we see, says the Gemara, for 24 months, that's what they would do, different Revelazer says Revelazer. Amrulai, the Chamez, that's Revelazer, these are nothing like so what do we see ask the Gemara we see that what did Aaron Ainan do they were they had a regular act of intercourse but then when it came to time to ejaculate they did it outside of the woman so I asked the Gemara you just told me that Aaron Ainan did a be a shalai from the back but you see it's not true you see what Aaron Ainan really do Aaron Ainan really were explains the Gemara it was resembling the act. It was like the that Aina would come to the brother's wife and it would waste on the ground. So it was similar in the way of Erva Ainan in the fact that it wasn't an act that could yield a child. However, it wasn't exactly the same thing. Explains the Gemara Bishlama Ainan. I understand that's what she did with Aina Dechsev by Vishichis Art. So that by Ainan it says that he wasted the seed on the ground. Ella Er Minalan, how do you know that Er did the same thing? The Pasik says, and he killed him also. The also teaches Afhu Ba'isa Misa Mis that Er is well died from the same Avera and these are one of the big Mekairis the dreadful Avera of Hashchosas Zera for someone to waste his seed for no reason was learned from Erev Ainan and see here we see that's why Erev Ainan were eventually killed according to it makes sense Ainan that what it says now, what, excuse me, it makes sense that Ainan did this. Why? Because the Pasik says, he knew that the child would not be from him. And therefore, he did something to prevent Tamar from having a child. Why did Er do this? Why did Er do this? Waste his seed. Explains the Gemara. You know why? He didn't want her to become pregnant. Because then she would lose some of her beauty, which hones in on the Avera that was done. And of course, these are difficult sigas, the whole story with Aaron Ainan, etc. But for now, let's continue. Tanra Abonan says the Gemara about 20 lines down. The first one line is Yafya. Tanra Abonan, now we're going to Darshan Apasik. We could look in Rashi, Rashi on the fourth narrow line says, what's the Pasik? And a woman that a man will lie with her, that if a woman will lie with a man and they'll have an active intercourse, then she have to go to literally wash, they have to go to the mikvah. Explains the Gemara, the Pasik that she has to go to the mikvah, that excludes a kala, that says that a Kala, after her first act of Dashvish, does not have to go to the mikvah. No, this teaches me that if someone has Dashvish, as we explained from the back, then that person does not have to go to the mikvah. Two ways of learning up the Pasik. Amar Lei, Hoin Aberia, Dramachman says, Hoin, Hoin was his name, as Rashi points 
out. Excuse me, the son of Ranachmin, Lira Nachman, Lema Kosav Rav Yuda, Taira Chasach Shite Kala. Should we say that Rav Yuda holds that the Taira was concerned about the endorments, the eye makeup, the blush, etc., the makeup of the Kala? What does that mean? Meaning, if she would go to the mikvah, she would lose some of the makeup that she was wearing. And that's why the Taira says she doesn't have to go to the mikvah. Amar Lei, Fishaini Shemesabaris would be a Risha. No, that's not the reason. The reason she doesn't have to go to the mikvah is not a practical thing that we want her husband to remain with his eyes of beauty on her. But no, rather the reason is is because she can't become pregnant from that first act of Tashmish, says the Gemara. So, what's the Machlegas in Rav Nachman and Oin Bered Rav Nachman? Rabbonon Savri, the Rabbonon old, Shechvazera Prat Lahara, Oisal Pralish like a dark. The Rabbonon old, that when the Pusik says that who has to go to the mikvah one that was Shechvaz that discharged their seed that comes to exclude what Lehara which is the first stage of Tashmish meaning when the man goes into the woman without actually um Without actually being mighty the zera, that does not have to go to the mikvah. Oh, you saw what does that come to exclude? Pralisha like gedarka that comes to exclude if someone has tashmish like gedarka, they don't have to go to the mikvah. Verav Yehuda Savar shaloi gedarka ve'ara mishvach zera nafka says Rav Yehuda both shaloi gedarka and ha'ara are called mishvach zera. Meaning they both can be learned out from the same pasuk. Oh, you saw what does that come to exclude? Prat. Likala. That comes to the exude that Likala does not have to go to the mikvah. So that's going to be the machlik is how they darshan up the Pasik. Before we continue, I think we have a very nice picture. Yeah. Barakash, again, davachaim.org, incredible resource over here. Over here, you see this incredible picture in which they show you how the Chacham and Rabbi Yudha, and that's the Machlaikis, had a Darshin, the Pasik, Visha Shayichshav, Isa Shechbazer, Rachazu Bamayim, the Isa, the Chacham says, Prachla Kedarka, Rabbi Yudha says, Prachla Kalu, Shechbazer, the Chacham says, Prachla Ara, again, the Ara is where the man inserts his Aver before he actually is mighty the Zera, and Rabbi Yudha says, and from here we come out, and the previous Gemara and the Machlikas in the Hayna Bereid Ramachman, two reasons in which the Kala does not have to go to the mikvah either because we want her to be beautiful to her husband or because she cannot become pregnant for the first act of intercourse. Says the Gemara, we'll finish with this. A bit of a related din that any woman who waited after the death of her husband for 10 years doesn't get remarried and then there's another case in which you cannot have a child, says the Gemara, if you wait 10 years before getting remarried, you can't give birth. It's not every case, it's not a time clock, it only means if she doesn't have das to remarry, then she changes her mind, then she won't have a child. If she wants to, and let's say she's trying to find her husband, then she could get married, she could have a child, excuse me. Says Rabbi the Basar of Chista, Kamarani Rabban Amazrich. Bas Rav Chista, daughter of Chista, who was Rava's wife, and he married her after she was a widow for 10 years, and he had a child. So says Rava to her, Marani Rabbanah Masrich, the Rabbanah murmuring about you. 
she responds, I had my mind in you, I was always expecting to marry you, and therefore I'm not included in this rule, and therefore I could have a child. There was a woman who came in front of Rabbi Yisif, she said to him, Rabbi, I waited for 10 years after my husband died, and yet I gave birth. So Rabbi Yisif responds, don't talk that way. You're, you're, you're saying that the, what the Chum said is not true. She said to him, no, it's not true. For the, In the interim, unfortunately, she admits that she didn't have Eira. She was together with a guy, and therefore wasn't 10 years without Tashmish. She was, uh, she was having Tashmish even when she was not married. We'll pick it up from Shmuel Amir Tashem in the next year.